Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. He was like, I was in the helicopter. I was willing it. And I was just going, move, move, ball, move. It's all real, everyone. When did I become so skeptical of everything? What has happened to us? <laughs> what has happened to us? You'll be dead! Right, let's do it. This feels like the longest season ever. Like, we've had this massive break in between. Like, this is the last episode. Tis thought we were starting a new series. I was like, who's the first episode? I was like, fucking hell. (laughs) End of the last one, Jesus. Is it because I recorded with Rick in between to buy me time because it took less research? Right, yeah, yeah. And that normally goes right at the end. But yeah, so we had my holiday plus the episode of Rick, so we've had like a big break. But hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is Bob Shoy, and with me, as always, uh, Luke Beef. Hey, this is Luke Beef. And Adam Tiss. Hey, this is Adam Tiss. And uh, we've just been chatting for like... 20-ish minutes, so I'd, I already know you guys are doing well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess we'll roll straight into the actual topic. Yeah, let's do it. Roll it. Do you guys have any idea what we're talking about today? I think I know the kind of, like, the subjects matter, but I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, I might, I might have teased it. I couldn't fathom, possibly, what we're going to talk about, actually. I when the, the teaser was in the chat, was it? No, on the last time we recorded, I think I said, oh, I'm going to do this kind of episode, but I hadn't decided what exactly. I couldn't even remember that you still had an episode left, so um, I'm 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 going to go with, yeah, I don't remember. (laughs) So, Beef, what type of episode do you think it is? Uh, Well, last time we recorded, you said that uh, some of our listeners were requesting we do a spooky one, because we hadn't done a spooky one in a while. A paranormal-themed episode. It's been a while. I think I got burnt out on the Warrens. I did yeah, so many did Warrens episodes. Sixty Warrens episodes and something like that. Yeah, roughly like seventy percent of our back catalogue is Warrens. And me and Tis were starting to get a little bit fed up of oh, it's another haunted doll. <laughs> well, well, get get ready. <laughs> oh um, God, <laughs> this is <laughs> the Conjuring Part no, Seven. It's, it's not another haunted doll. Don't worry. <laughs> this is haunted dolls. Part three. <laughs> no, this time... So we've talked about this before, but never dedicated a whole episode to it, really. It's like, come up, we know what they are. But I thought, let's take a more general look um, at poltergeists. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. And what I thought, I started researching and I was like, okay, there's a lot to this. So I think this is going to be a bit of like a, a running series for me. Like maybe, you know, about as often as I used to do the Warrens, I might do do a few of these Poltergeist episodes because there's so many famous cases and we've covered a couple of them. We've done the London one, right? We did the Enfield Poltergeist. That was the first ever Warrens episode. Yeah. And we mm. talked about the Amityville Horror, which was another Warrens case. And we talked a little bit about the Poltergeist at Borley Rectory. But I'd really rather go more in depth when we can actually one day visit Borley. Um, yeah. So they're the ones yeah. I'm not going to touch tonight. But we'll talk a little bit just in general about Poltergeist and then go over like a few smaller cases. And I want to leave the meteor ones for like in the future. Um, but... I was thinking, literally just before we started recording, I was thinking, what made me initially interested in spooky stuff, poltergeists, the paranormal, and all this stuff? And I might have mentioned this on the show before, but do you guys remember uh, the TV series Strange But True? No. Uh, Kind of. Was it? um... No, no, you're going to have to refresh my memory. Right, okay, so it was hosted by Michael Aspel. It was on um, yes. ITV. But it, it's when ITV was called LWT, where I lived. Um, yes. About two, three years ago, I bought this book on a nostalgia trip when I saw it in a charity shop, which is the official <laughs> Strange But True book. Uh, it's got a picture of Michael Aspel holding a, a crystal ball on the front of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something I never noticed about this TV show when I was younger, what? blew my mind about it was um my grandparents used to watch it and i used to like watching it with them even though it freaked me out and i would get them to tape it on vhs so i could watch it in the middle of the day when it wasn't so spooky yeah i was always like wow this stuff's all true it says it in the name (laughs) because it's it's strange but true yeah strange but true like that's what i that's what i mean i was like they can't lie to me so they're (laughs) why is no one paying attention to the tv show they're saying that ghosts are true it's all real everyone (laughs) So naive. So I'm going to show you the logo, which really is like a real cop-out. I never noticed this about the title when I was a kid. So strange, but true. True? Question mark. <laughs> yes, question it has mark a question there. mark in the title. I haven't noticed the question mark. Uh, so strange, but true? Isn't this? I swear, I remember watching... I don't know if this is the same TV show, but I remember catching this when I was a kid. I was staying at someone's house, and I, it was... I just remember it not really being something my parents would let me watch. No, um, it was creepy. When they did a paranormal case, it was creepy. Yeah, and I swear there was one where they... And it later, I think it came out, it was just like a hoax type thing. But there was... And there was like a really spooky voice recording. And then there was stuff going wrong in the studio and... Oh, I don't know about that I one. can't. I can't remember if it was strange but true. It's something like that. I swear, like in the nineties, there were loads of programs like this. Most haunted. It wasn't most haunted. This no, is like the precursor to most haunted. This is a bit older than that. Because, like, I remember not really watching. Because we didn't have Sky when I was a kid, and Derek Akora was that was like Sky, wasn't it? It used to be on like yeah. Bravo. Well, this did give me nightmares when I was a kid. Strange but true. So this was published in nineteen ninety four. I just checked. Um, anyway, there was an episode about um, the Enfield Poltergeist. I think it was the Enfield Poltergeist or a famous Poltergeist case, and it really shat me up. Like they had, they did like re- reconstructions of like you know when it's talking to them when they're trying to talk to the ghost, 
And right. when they had someone like doing the voice and they were playing recordings of the voice that I played on that Infill Pottergeist episode. And it yeah. really creeped me out. And I had proper nightmares about this show. Good evening. The most remarkable case of poltergeist activity this century took place in 1977. It occurred in North London, and it's known across the world simply as the Enfield poltergeist. But I think this TV show, Strange But True, is what got me interested in this stuff in the first place. So I, I just had a flick through uh, about five minutes before we started recording, because I remembered I had this book. And there is about four chapters on poltergeist in here, so for future episodes I might be mining some of this. Uh, but... On the first bit when it says about poltergeist, there's a little box that says signs of a poltergeist. Um, so I guess we'll go through this, actually. like I'm already mixing, mixing my notes up a little bit, but let's go through these <laughs> signs of a poltergeist according to the 1994 book adaptation of the TV series hosted by Michael Aspel, <laughs> Strange But True. <laughs> so this is, this is really foundational stuff. This is, be- <laughs> at least to be honest, it's probably better than Wikipedia. Yeah, oh, don't worry, I've got some Wikipedia on this episode later. Oh, good. Wikipedia. Right, we're pulling out all the stops. So here we go, Signs <laughs> of a Poltergeist. Um, I'll go through these one by one. I haven't even gone through these myself, so well, let's see how familiar we are to these as what we think of a Poltergeist as. So it's that, and Signs is in quotations, by the way, so it's like Signs of a Poltergeist. <laughs> even the book isn't sure of itself. <laughs> yeah, all these caveats, strange but true. Signs. Signs, <laughs> we think. So, the first one's pretty obvious. So, this might be letting on as a poltergeist um, the sighting of an apparition. Well, yeah, I suppose that would give it away, wouldn't it? It would. Um, number two, non human noises. Like an animal. I guess, all just like knocking. Oh, I see what you mean. I was going to say, like a cat meowing. H- human Humans famously don't knock. <laughs> that's true Um, i don't know yeah maybe maybe like animal noises then but then i I would argue that that's probably just an animal what it means is i suppose like yeah 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 we know what it means really it's the kind of noise that a human couldn't make hmm glossolalia and glossolalia speaking in tongues yeah but that's human isn't it or is it well yeah that that is yeah no right-minded human though Okay, so number three, footsteps. <laughs> we just sidestep what Tish just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, footsteps. Yeah, yeah, hearing footsteps. Mm. Normal, we've heard of that sort of stuff before. Number four, scraping sounds. Ooh, don't like that. What's, what's the first thing that comes into your head when you think of scraping sounds? Washing up. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was buttering bread, like buttering like burnt toast. All of this sounds like the hallmarks of going to bed and someone downstairs washing up. Footsteps, <laughs> scraping, knocking. The sighting of an apparition. <laughs> <laughs> Signs your partner could be washing up. Okay, next one. The manifestation of foreign objects. Okay. So just like a pair of clogs. <laughs> what is... Yeah, what... A Swiss Army knife. 
<laughs> oh, God. Emma messaged me today and warned me that this might be a, a silly episode because it's a full moon, and she says that we go bonkers on episodes that we record on a full moon. Yeah. Is it? Is it really? Yeah. That would explain where the kids have been mental at school today. Well, she, listened, she re-listened to the full moon episode we did years ago, and she said it's a real like secret hidden gem of the show because we're just like off our fucking rockers on it. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> There's, you did one just called Full Moontis. It's the one that ended short, so we filled up the time by talking about Sharon Osbourne shitting in a box or something. Was it actually... Um, was it actually... Oh, God. Was it actually on a full moon? I think we recorded it on a full moon, yeah, as well. Jesus, that was good timing. Sorry, what? Sharon Osbourne shitting in a box or or Beef standing next to someone shitting in a box? Next both. To- we talked about both on the same episode. <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't talk about shitting in a box without bringing up Beef's story of the guy shitting in a box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that was... Yeah, and then you mentioned, wasn't it that someone shat in a box and then sent it to Sharon Osbourne? No, she shat in a box and sent it to someone. Oh, did she? Yeah. Ugh, that's dirty. dirty. I can't remember who or why, but she did it. Well, dirty there Osborne. we go. Dirty Full Osborne. moon slash dirty Osborne. So manifestation of foreign objects. Um, I don't know, whatever, I guess. Um, the next one, yeah, I would be kind of worried. Levitations. So someone just like of, floating up in the air, I guess. Of people or of objects. Both, I suppose. I guess both. Be pretty creepy. on the Enfield Partergeist one, we saw the, the pictures of them two girls... Levitating yeah. above their beds, supposedly. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, uh, the next one: the disappearance of disappearance of small items. So, <laughs> like your key, like your car keys. Yeah, just like you lost your sock. You know, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Is it a ghost? Well, we must have a poltergeist then, because we lose small items all the time. Yeah, who doesn't? It's the sort of argument you have with your partner, where it's like we ha- like my dad says it all the time. If something's missing. And it's de- it's definitely him. He's like, well, we must have a ghost then. We must have a ghost. We must have a ghost. <laughs> Always <laughs> says it. The classic ghost defense. Yeah, it's like blaming a fart on the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of farts, the next one's really worrying. If this happened, then I'd be really concerned. I would be thinking maybe it's a fart ghost. Spontaneous combustion. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> They're just chucking that in as a sign of a fart ghost. Just you just randomly set on fire. Wow. I feel like they could put anything, though, like that. What you do or something does. I don't know, Tis. Either, I guess. Because how would you know? Like, if I was on my own and I spontaneously combusted, <laughs> who's, to, who's to know it's spontaneous, you know what I mean? Well, you. Yeah, but I'd be dead. Well, unless you jump in the bath. <laughs> a full bath. <laughs> oh, Spontaneously oh, get a bath ready as well. You're trying to draw a bath and you're just, like, <laughs> flaming... Come on. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. Come go on. F- go flick Maybe. the hot water on and sit and wait for it for a bit. <laughs> Bloody pressure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> there is such a thing as a shower in the modern day. Yeah, that's true enough. Yeah, but some some people just prefer baths. Maybe that's why the small items go missing. Maybe. Because maybe, maybe people spontaneously combust and then they spend ages trying to like spell out <laughs> I spontaneously combusted with tiny <laughs> items that they find in people's homes. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Okay, so the next one, vandalism. And vandalism is in quotes as well. Vandalism of furnishings. <laughs> See, to me, I just think of like the cat like scratching the sofa, but I think they mean more like maybe 
you know, plate smashing signs scraped into a table or something like six 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 written on a table or something like that. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking like you know you get Maybe. those videos of six, six, plates six. and glasses oh, flying yeah, across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, plates and yeah, that or is that, is that vandalism or is that just? I suppose it is vandalism. It is vandalism, vandalism, isn't it? If someone came in my house and started doing it, I think they're a vandal. A criminal. Yeah. 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 Okay. Next one: potentially violent acts. <laughs> Potentially people violent. Talk about, well, people talk about being hit, bit, or like shit, like scratched by by uh, an unknown presence. So I guess it's that people like they. I've seen videos of people say wake up and they got like scratches all over them and stuff. Yeah. So oh. maybe, maybe, and then the oh, final yeah. one: spontaneous writing, which is a- <laughs> just like a, a little soliloquy. <laughs> I've got a really good idea. I've just got to get it down. <laughs> a little haiku. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping out of the shower to go and write it down. <laughs> Spontaneous writings. Oh god. It's, there's a lot there's a lot of spontaneity to these poltergeists. There is. Well they're spontaneous creatures. So I that wasn't actually part of my initial notes. I, I just grabbed that book and thought, oh there's a box here, we can go through this checklist. Uh but I'm definitely gonna be mining that book for future poltergeist tales. Uh, but for now, guys, uh, I think most people know this. What, what does poltergeist mean? I actually don't know that. Oh, Tis? Poltergeist is, is any ghost that can be defined as noisy or um, nuisance. Is that correct? Noisy. Noisy is, is the key word here. So poltergeist is actually a German word. Uh, geist, ghost or spirit. Ghost, yeah. Uh, poltern uh, to clatter, to crash about. Polter, Crashy ghost. Oh, really? So noisy, noisy spirit. Polter, poltergeist, poltergeist. Yeah. Mm. So a poltergeist is like a dyspraxic ghost, yeah. just clumsily knocking things around. Exactly. Really, really bad spatial awareness ghost. Exactly. If anything, by the end of this, we're going to start feeling sorry for him. <laughs> That's right. I didn't know that. I didn't realise that was German for like crashing around. Yeah, so, um, yeah, just to cause Poltern a big, geist. big load of clattering. Poltergeist, Polterngeist, or Poltergeist. The oh. crash about spirit, a noisy ghost. Every day's a school day. So I wrote down here what, before looking at that list, I wrote down in, off my head what Poltergeist can do. Um, and I've just written move objects, levitate objects, make noises, and attack people like you hear like i said they hear stories of hurting like biting pinching hitting um so yeah that was kind of good old uh strange but true book sort of confirmed those thoughts for me few what about uh what about trying to think because one that was one of the first horror movies i saw when i was a kid Mm. watched it watched it around someone else's house and uh yeah, didn't didn't the girl get? She got sucked into the TV, didn't she? Oh, or something. The actual film, Poltergeist. Yeah, it's yeah. obviously based on this book that you've got as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, Poltergeist. Do you know what? I actually watched that fairly recently, like last year, sometime. Um, again, for the first time in years, that's actually pretty scary for a film that's like. I always thought, oh, it's about the same level as Jurassic Park, but I thought it was way more gruesome than Jurassic Park. Yeah, it was. On a rewatch. Yeah, yeah. When his face starts melting, I was like, that's proper gruesome. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. Yeah, like those kind of films, like early 80s, maybe, I don't know, like late 70s, like they just had not had not relying on CGI as much. No, and they it looked was, so much it, better. Yeah, really creepy. Like the ending but, of, um, 
Raiders of the Lost Ark when they open the, the Ark and all their faces start melting and stuff. That's supposed to be like yeah. a family movie. Gave me nightmares, yeah, that stuff. Isn't it like a wow. PG? Yeah. I swear that film's a PG. <laughs> it's like I remember. You. I think I remember watching it with my dad one Christmas and my dad just sat there and like, oh, I didn't realise that, but I forgot about that bit. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. films were it's a horrible. bit more gruesome. God. Even the original Star Wars used to scare me. The bit where they're in the bar and he cuts his arm off and it's laying on the floor like bleeding. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> I don't like you either. You better watch exactly. yourself. You'll be dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he then, like, ten minutes later, he sees the charred remains of his honey and uncle. Yeah, that is, that's fucking scary. That's, yeah, yeah. That, that's like that Bambi's mum getting shot in the meadow, sort of scary. Yeah, exactly. That is, is, is scary. That your, that's your level for... Bambi's mum getting shot in the meadow. Meadows were very much a dirty word in my household for a long time <laughs> as a <Why>? child. <laughs> because meadow was associated with that film and Bambi's mum getting shot. And dogging. And you don't, you don't even see it, but it was so powerful. Dogging. Mm. Yeah. It's been a long time since I saw it. I've been watching uh, Disney classics in German because like they're simple to follow and I know them well enough. So I've been watching. Maybe I'll, I'll watch Bambi in German. Don't. I I feel like watching the classics because we watched um, Snow White with Joel a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, and I've I watched I don't know did I watch Cinderella no not Cinderella Sleeping Beauty I don't know I just watched a couple eight uh, I don't know a couple they're really ago. they're really quick to watch as well they're like an hour yeah they're 10. like an hour long I forgot they're yeah. like an hour and ten minutes most of them and yeah, um, yeah they I, they feel like they're based on German fairy tales a lot of them a are lot yeah of them. it's just Disney ripping off European folklore and telling his stories yeah exactly and it's great because it's basically so there was this family and then the parents died and then this yes. happened and you're like, oh everything's really like oh. Oh, okay. And when you track down the origin, the original version of the stories, they're a lot grimmer. He just sort of cleaned them up a little bit. Um, I yeah. watched Grimmer. That's a that was a pun because most of them written by the Grimm brothers. Um, mm-hmm. I watched Little Mermaid in German recently, and it was great. Really, wow. I've not seen the Little Mermaid for a while. Yeah, it really holds up. Really, like I was going to huh. say, great animation, but it's like a classic Disney film, so of course. But it's, it was really good. What anyway, about what about Be- Beauty and the Beast? Do they sing uh, Bonjour, 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 Bonjour? Or oh, do they that's say interesting. Guten Tag, Guten Tag, Guten Tag, Guten Tag? That's interesting. Hello. I'm going to watch hello. that one. Hello. They, they, they'll just have to do Bonjour, Bonjour, won't they? <laughs> I wonder in France if they say, if they watch it in French, if they just say hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, they sing it in like English or something. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a Chaz and Dave song. <laughs> yeah. Rabbit, 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 rabbit. All right, all right. Right, okay, so Potter guys, they're troublesome and they're often tied to a person or a location. That's the other thing about them. So mm. uh, these Poltergeist stories, do you want to hazard a guess as to when stories of Poltergeist date back to? Which century? Oh, uh, I would just, I don't know. I'd go back to medieval times. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know. Is that too far? Poltergeists. Um, the word comes from Germany. So how old is Germany? Well, Germania is well, they quite might, Don't forget, they might have... Stories of these things might have been around before they were given a name as well. I'm going to say 1700s. The first century. The first century. Wow, really? Yeah. Actually, no, that doesn't surprise me, actually. Well, like 1,000. Uh, they, they stories date 
date right. back to the first century. Well, we'll go back to the. I've got a very early case which we'll talk about later. The first century AD. Yeah. Jesus. After death. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Poltergeist AD. After first century AP. After poltergeist. <laughs> Pre poltergeist. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they date back all that way, but in the 17th century is when they really started to grow in popularity, and there was like a real like spate of of uh, reports. So we were half right, Tiss, both of us. Yeah. It's because there wasn't enough dead people uh, until then. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or no, sorry, angry dead people, because like the flood wiped everyone out, and there's no ghosts from the flood. And then after that... Well, they were just like, oh, we're all on the same boat here. Well, or not. They weren't in the boat, that's the point. <laughs> the flood would have been what? Like, way... That's, that's BC, isn't it? That's ages BC, isn't it? Just thousands yeah. of years. Yeah. Yeah. Thousands of the- but how many yeah. people have died from then until 100 AD? Probably billions. No, not billions. There weren't that many <laughs> there people, There weren't that were many there? people around. 37? No. Why, so why were people in medieval... I'm glad Rachel's leaving because I'm just about to ask a question that would annoy her. Uh, <laughs> why uh, Why were so many angry people in medieval times? Why, what were they so angry about? <laughs> uh, the standard of living. Healthcare. I mean, I'd be angry if I had to live in the medieval time. But I talk, think, about, think about your episode on the Middle Ages and stuff, how rough it was back then. Yeah, but if that's all you knew, you... It would just be like normal life, wouldn't it? Nah, nah, nah. Oh, I don't know. I feel like even nah. then I'd be like, this is shit. Nah. <laughs> Isn't it? I wish I was born a few a few centuries later. There's a natural, like... Yeah, fair enough. Like, yeah, there's a natural comfort level. And, uh, you know, animals can feel like they're abused, even though they don't have anything to, uh, you know, compare it against. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Abused humans. That's a good point. Oh, my God. Oh. I thought Bubba just disappeared. I thought you disappeared like a poltergeist. It was a poltergeist. Sorry, guys. Yeah, my internet cut out. Actually, it's a much more boring situation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's gone. It's gone again. He's got a poltergeist. <laughs> Don't think it's frozen. On. It's like he's just about to say something. No, there Got you go. Guys. There you go. Hello. Yeah, yeah. You got to open the door to let the internet right. through. Uh, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, a open that door wide. <laughs> so um we're going to talk about some explanations for what these part guys could actually be um okay okay oh sorry i thought you were asking us yeah sorry go and on. i've got i've got a number of a number of them i don't know how many i've got here cut out again. again oh rubbish needs to get oh well needs to get the door open get the in there in. exactly yeah man i can't stop thinking about that every time it comes into my head i just chuckle <laughs> It's, it works. There you go. It's opening the... Oh, there he's gone. It's opening the... See, every time he opens the door, the internet comes in. The internet... <laughs> every time he opens yeah. the door, and then it cuts out as soon as the door closes. That's science. That's, exa- that's exactly it. That's scientific fact. Right. Sorry about that. It took fucking ages. My internet's been a right bastard, but hopefully it's all right now. Cool. Well, Tiss made a good point. Your door's closed. He said you need to open the door that, to let the internet. That in. is true. If if it goes out again, I'll prop the door open. Every time, um, every time it cut back in, it was because you'd gone out of the door to go out. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Science, mate. He's on the side. Right. So explanations for part guys. What could they be? I uh, think... number one. Sorry. I got on test. No. Got a... I, I, every time you say it, it's like you're asking me. 
but at the same time, I just want to I want to see what you think they are. No, go on. Um, what, what was on top of you? What was on the edge of your lips? I don't know. I just started speaking. I I think poltergeists. <laughs> let's try it. I think poltergeists <laughs> um, can probably be very easily explained by circumstance, but maybe people. I think the human brain is a lot scarier than the reality that we're living in. The human brain can mm. invent a lot of crazy shit. I have invented a lot of crazy shit over the, over the over the years, and it's it's all down to the frame of mind you're in, the noises. In fact, no, it's not the noises. It's just the frame of mind. Anything else that gets input after that frame of mind becomes an issue. Whereas if I'm in a good frame of mind, it doesn't matter what I hear, what I anything. It's all explained very easily. Interesting. Yeah, I was watching uh, uh, Science, Ricky Gervais' stand-up the other night. Mm-hmm. It came on TV. And he was talking about like your... Like logical brain and the illogical, and he used the he used the story of like he was flying just after nine eleven, and he thought like this person in the lounge was a terrorist, and he was like after a while my illogical brain took over and I was like pe- petrified. When fifteen minutes ago I was like talking myself down, like don't be stupid, what are you talking about? Like there's nothing to worry about, you know. And I think yeah, like Tiss, I think it's just a case of. Sometimes the wildest stories we believe are the ones we've made up ourselves because we just believe, we start to believe our own thought processes. We've all been there when you hear something and it's late at night and maybe you're in a strange location and then your imagination runs away with you and you almost like start spiraling down into this like, you know, if we all went to an abandoned hospital and started walking around at night and we heard like a rustle of leaves, we would start shitting ourselves. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because, and um, so, yeah, that, that's, so I'll put that, I've got a list of explanations here, but false perceptions is one of these. And that's mm. kind of what you guys are saying. So I, I've written here like a rewritten memory. You sometimes you remember things in a different way to which they actually happened as well. So when you're relaying, you're like, yeah, it was really creepy, blah, blah, blah. So like a rewriting of your own memory can factor into like retelling a story of the event. And you, you go, well, actually, no, that was there as well. And that was like, to like sort of explain your own fear uh wishful thinking sometimes people wanna they want something creepy to happen they're like you know that's like in most haunted guys they walk around this person did you hear that that's definitely something yeah exactly and and hallucinations um and your imagination running away with you all these things so false perception yeah that's definitely on my list as a possible poltergeist explanation Another one which is one that's come up before um a lot of the cases we've talked about with golden ghosts and stuff. Potentially, it's a hoax. Right, yeah. As simple as that. Mm. And these these sort of fall into two categories. They fall into people being fame hungry and they want to get in the paper, they want to get known for having this weird thing happen to them. Or um, there's a large uh, amount of reports of just mischievous kids pretending. And that's kind of what a lot of people thought that Enfield podcast was in the end. Um, the the girl mm. being mischievous and getting carried away with this story that she was telling and, and sort of perpetrating it herself. Um, but there's, interestingly, a lot of the ones that have been proved as hoaxes is very often adolescent girls. Really? Yeah. 
That's interesting. So I'm not quite sure why, but that is uh, of of the hoaxes that have been sort of outed as hoaxes that have been caused by kids. It's been mostly adolescent girls. Wow. Is that a I don't know a hormonal thing as they're going through puberty? Is it just something that I don't know? Striving for attention, perhaps. I'm not sure. I don't know. But then maybe that would be I don't know. But you do you you do go through this stage of being right. Like I just remember being obsessed with yeah this kind of stuff, and like you go. That's probably the part of my life where I watch the most horror movies because mm-hmm. you just get obsessed with you know, and it's like you know we all want to, and there's always that like I've told you guys before about that house in Stukeley that used to freak me out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we used to make up stories, and then you'd have like we'd be sat there in the park. And someone would be like, "Oh yeah, but did you hear the? Did you hear what happened to her?" And they'd be like, "No, what?" And then you lean oh, in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You like want to believe. So then this stupid legend that's been made up by some idiot just becomes that's just fact. That's what happens. That's what happened to the lady that lived there. So, I think what it is is when you're a teenager, when you're that age, you are your brain is developing to such an extent where you're like, I've got the answers. I know how things work in the world now a little bit. You're so sure. And so there's this whole sort of category of things that are unexplained. Like the podcast is unexplainable topics. And because there's no answer, when you feel like you've got all the answers to everything else, you're like, oh, you're taking interest in the things that people can't give you the answer to, the questions that people can't answer for you. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And you've, you're probably much more cocky like at that age you feel like you know everything and like yeah you understand the world really well and yeah exactly yeah uh so the other um explanation i have is natural phenomena so uh, i want to hazard a guess at any natural phenomena that could cause poltergeist like activities well just like i suppose if you got objects falling off around the- your house, I don't know, just to... Can I just go for a wee? Just go for a wee. <laughs> well, actually, interesting. Tis, when you get back, I've got something that relates to that about a uh, natural phenomena. About weeing? Yeah. So, Tis, uh, did you enjoy your uh, underground water? Underground water? Uh, underground water is a potential explanation that's been floated around uh, for... As one of the natural phenomena that could explain poltergeists. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna read this because you know I'm oh, it's easier. Uh, <laughs> so in the 1950s, Guy William Lambert proposed that uh, reported poltergeist phenomena could be explained by the movement of underground water causing stress on houses. He suggested that water turbulence could cause strange sounds, structural movement, and or structural movement to the property, possibly causing the house to vibrate and move objects. Later researchers tested Lambert's hypothesis by placing specific objects in different rooms and subjecting the house to strong mechanical vibrations. They discovered that although the structure of the building had been damaged, only a few of the objects had moved a very short distance. The sceptic, Trevor H. Hall, criticised the hypothesis, claiming it was of that it was um, claiming that if it was true, the building would almost certainly fall to ruins. Uh, according to Richard Wiseman, the hypothesis is not held up to scrutiny. So that's like one of these like people looking for an answer. Maybe it's water. I I think that's a bit flimsy, to be honest. Not that I believe there's ghosts flying, throwing baseballs around, but water passing and it doesn't explain all the phenomena to me. No. 
No, because you think it would explain everything, but it's not going to be able to do that. Um, it might account for like one or two things. And they say it moves these items like a little bit. It's not what people are explaining of like, you know, a lamp lifting up and flying across the room. But then is no, that exactly. them exaggerating the truth? I don't know. Yeah, like I might not necessarily notice if, I don't know, like some like one of our ornaments moves like a fraction to the left or something. I would notice if it came flying across the room at like 30 miles an hour. And that's what people explain. Most of the time you tend to see that happening or you hear about that kind of movement, yeah, that kind yeah. of aggressive movement. So... Uh, so other natural phenomena explanations, seismic activity, that's a similar sort of thing. If there's light seismic activity, it might move. But then again, it's not. it doesn't explain everything to me. And then the other one is ball lightning. I don't know if you guys have heard of ball lightning. It was kind of a really heavy topic when I was trying to work out what the hell ball lightning even was. Have you guys ever heard of that? No, I don't even know what that is. Ball lightning. Lightning. Ball, <laughs> ball lightning. No. Grease lightning. It is like, it's what it sounds, it's like balls of lightning. It's a very rare, odd occurrence of like literally a ball of electric floating down and it can get through like, from the stuff I was reading, it can like get through like just a gap and then like reform as to how big it was. It sounds really fucking wild and it's super dangerous um, because obviously (laughs) it's lightning, but it's a ball (laughs) of lightning that floats around. Well, this is real. Yeah, it's real. No. Yeah, it's a real rare natural phenomena, uh, ball lightning. Nah. Uh, but people are saying that maybe, right, because it's super rare, maybe some of the things that people have seen could be attributed to rare sightings of ball lightning, like glowing up the house or, or like an orbs or even like well, thinking they've seen an orb and it's actually a piece wow. of ball lightning or something. So, so they just find like uh, like a little gap, almost like the. Blowing up the Death Star, just find like a tiny little abnormality. Exactly. Just squeeze through and just blow it up. Squeeze up the exhaust port of your like Honda Accord and then <laughs> blow, it, blow it to the heavens. Yeah. That is insane. I've never heard of that. It's before. a really, really bonkers thing. I was going to go more into ball lightning just because it's so, so bizarre, but it's so, so tenuously linked to this stuff that I didn't. I sort of went mm. down a rabbit hole of my own just looking at pictures and things and reading stuff, but. Not enough to really delve into on this episode properly, but it did make me wonder, like, maybe there's an episode in weird weather somewhere down the line for one of us. Oh, for sure. It was one I was considering last time around. Yeah. So it's, I'll, I'll put it on our list, because that could, there could be some interesting stuff in that. Nice. So they're the um, natural phenomena things, seismic activity, ball lightning, underground water. It's all a little bit tenuous. Um, mm. And then the final explanation is paranormal it's, it's a ghost. actually real well either if a psychokinesis accidental psychokinesis so being able to move stuff with your mind either in purposefully or accidentally there are some people that believe that is possible um and then the mm. exercising of thoughts was it just willing something to happen yeah basically um i did have I did have some notes about exercising of thoughts. Let me have a look. Um, uh, so this is about um, Carl Jung, the psychoanalyst Carl Jung. Uh, he believed that when a bookcase gave an explosive cracking sound during a meeting with Sigmund Freud in 1909, he correctly predicted that there would be a second sound, speculating that such phenomena was caused by exteriorization of his subconscious mind. Freud disagreed and concluded that there was some natural cause. 
Um, Freud biographers maintain the sounds were likely caused by the wood of the bookcase contracting as it dried out. But basically what he was saying is if you, your brain could cause things to happen. So he heard a bookcase make a noise and he thought that's going to happen again in a minute. And it did. And he concluded that because he thought it was going to happen again, that's what made it happen again. And that was like this theory that Carl Jung was floating around um, the exteriorizing of thought. So if you thought something was going to happen, you could make it happen. Was it supported by other people or was it just some weird thing that he had in mind? it's, It's something that he was floating around. I mean, there are people that believe it. But I have I didn't take a super deep dive in it because maybe that's something just a, mm. a phenomena that could come up in a future episode. Maybe an episode about psychokinesis and that whole thought exteriorization. There could be something in that. Because I feel like these guys could say pretty much anything, and you'd just be like, "Hmm, it's interesting." Like because of who they are. In 1909. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I hadn't really heard of before. And then the final paranormal explanation is um, occult rituals, demons. Not ghosts, but the other side, which we've already spoke about before. Mm. So there we go. Uh, hoaxes, uh, false perceptions, natural phenomena, paranormal explanations. But really, I think deep down, we all know the real answer is it's ghosts. It's real ghosts. Of course. I mean, if I was to say to ask you guys, what would you sort of be drawn towards being a likely explanation out of any of those that we've come, gone over? Any of them float in your boat? Ball lightning just opens up a whole new can of worms of whether ball lightning exists. <laughs> there are people that say it doesn't exist. Well, really? I mean, it's so rare. I mean, how could you really prove it? Well, that's it. That's why they're saying it's almost like maybe maybe that's an answer because you couldn't prove it wasn't. It's one of them loopholes. But it's like saying like it's like throwing out something else you can't prove as the re- as the solution to something else you can't prove. It's like you can't prove any of that. I think ball lightning is real though. How? Well, I don't understand the weather. It's really complicated, <laughs> isn't it? Well, is there any evidence to prove that ball lightning exists? Did you type in ball lightning to Google? I can do, yeah. Yeah, look at him. There are pictures of it. It's bonkers. But you you're only saying that to us because like it, you've not heard of it before. Like you think yeah. of like like a volcano. The idea of a volcano is mental. No, because they exist. Yeah, but so does so pro- probably ball lightning does as well. There's lots of pictures of like drawings of what it could be, uh, pictures of electrical things, and mm-hmm. like, well, like lightning. Like yeah, lightning. But that's lightning. Just lightning. Well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll we'll revisit ball lightning at some point. Then we'll have, we'll someone of us will take a deep dive on ball lightning and have a weird weird weather phenomenon. Yes, that sounds like that sounds like you. When when did I become so skeptical of everything? Doing this pod when we started doing the, about about a year into the podcast, I've become so skeptical to the point where oh oh me too. It's actually a bit scary. I think we said that on when we did like whatever the milestone episode was. We was just like we are all so skeptical now. <laughs> we started this because we were like, oh, let's explore the unexplained. And after researching a few of it, you're like, it's all shite. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like our listenership is just like, <laughs> like man, you used to be cool, and now I can't even. Yeah, really that's know. true. I can't Maybe even, they all hate us. Now. I can't even play devil's advocate anymore. I'm just like, no, it just doesn't make any sense. 
But okay, so you so if you don't believe it's poltergeist tiss, mm-hmm. which of the explanations I gave you would you say is most likely? So let's say, for example, let's just give you this scenario. I tell you that I've seen books fly off my shelves for a few weeks now, and not just like that they drop off because there's too many or I haven't balanced it on the bookshelf or anything, but like I'm watching TV and they fly across my room, smacking to the TV, like damaging the TV. Yeah. If you don't think that's a ghost, what would you say that is? Ball lightning. (laughs) 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 No. Um, No, I I wouldn't know. I mean, I guess the one that I always hark back to is Charlie's accounts of ghosts. Mm -hmm. And that that is like genuinely like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't want to think about it again. I was about to say, like, the problem is, like, if you told me that, I would be like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? And I'd want to try and work out with you what was going on. But the problem is all the cases that we read about and the reports we come from, the people who tell you on these videos and stuff we cover, I'm like, bollocks. I don't believe Mm. them. Yeah. It's too removed. It's too removed from my group, my circle of trust, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, but these people that have these stories will have people that believe them just like we believe each other. So I guess it's mm. like for every every ten stories mm. that we look at, there's going to be like one or two that we probably think has got a bit of stock in it. Yeah, and we, maybe that's probably fair. I think there are probably a few that we've. Um, but uh, I mean, you you guys know I've kind of like you know I've talked about demons a bit um mm-hmm. uh i mean kind of doesn't really translate to objects and it's very different to like a demon or demon activity or uh demonic possession or anything like that um i mean i'd be more inclined i think to like look first at the natural and just look at like you know, there will, there will probably be an explanation for it. It would depend entirely on the on the actual manifestation, I suppose. Right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to quickly just run down this list of possible explanations again, just yeah. by the words, and I'll, you can say real or rubs. Okay, let's real or rubs it. As like, yeah, this could be it, or this is definitely not it. I'll let you even do like a maybe. I don't know what the word for maybe is. Um... So, probs. Yeah, real rubs or probs. I don't know. Uh, so, okay, we'll go through them quickly then. So, uh, hoaxes. Real. As in, like, that's a real explanation for it. Yeah. I mean. would, is that, yeah. Would, would you consider that a viable explanation? Yeah. Tis? What do you mean? Like, hoaxes is in the terms of, like, that's what Portal Ghosts are, the hoaxes. Yeah, it's a hoax. Um,. To get in the paper or to scare a friend or... Fame, fame, fame hungry people, kids messing around. I don't know. Hoax is kind of the assumption that they don't believe it themselves, isn't it? What do you mean? Where I... So, well, yeah. so like, if I was to say there's stuff going on and it wasn't, that's a hoax. But if I was no, to we're say... No, we're talking about... Sorry. We're talking about, like, the Amityville Horror... Where they a lot one of the explanations that people said is like oh they just made the whole thing up to get in the paper, yeah, but maybe maybe they believed what they were saying, which wouldn't be, wouldn't be a hoax, but also wouldn't make or, it true. 
Right, okay. So, but intentional or not, but... Not real. Set, uh, set up by a human. Set up by a human, either willingly or unwillingly. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So that's a, a real possible possibility. Possibility, yeah. 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 And I think as, um, because some of them have been proven as that, that is definitely a, a, an option because some of these poltergeist cases have been proven as hoaxes. Uh, mm. Okay, so false perceptions, what we said about uh, wishful thinking, rewritten of your memories, um, th- your imagination getting carried away with you. Yeah, real. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. Right. Possibly the most likely explanation for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Okay, we're going to go through the natural phenomena quickly. Seismic activity. Mm, nah, I don't think it's enough. Because surely, at what point is it just like, oh yeah, that was an earthquake because my house is now wrecked? Mm. Like, yeah, no, that's, yeah, perhaps. Nothing on seismic activity, Futus? Yeah. No, nothing on seismic activity. What about that under, underwater, underground water theory? Nah, rubs, rubs. Nah, Follicks. rubs, rubs, rubs. Yeah. Ball lightning. Uh, rubs. Real. Rubs on both counts. <laughs> Real. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Um, psychokinesis. And I'll chuck that in with exercise, ex- exteriorization of thought. Willing movement with your own mind, intentionally no. or not. No, because if, if I if I say real, that means I have to believe in Yuri Geller. He's real. No, he doesn't not exist. Not in the person, not the person, obviously he exists, like, but the him moving things and stuff with his thoughts. Didn't he move that football before a penalty once? He did. He did <laughs> move the football. Did he? Was it? Was it Gary McAllister went for the? Was it Gary McAllister went for a penalty or one Something of the Scottish like guys went for yeah. a penalty? And, and the, the ball, ball moved slightly. He was in a helicopter above the stadium, and he was yeah. This came up the other night. Yeah, they're like he's like I was in the helicopter. I was willing it, and I was just going move, move <laughs> ball move. <laughs> like, we did have a listener recently request that we do an episode on about Yuri Geller. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be really fun. It would be really silly, I think. I am not doing that as my next episode. I usually go with listener suggestions, but that is not happening for me. Right. Uh, what about occult rituals or um, demonic intervention? Well, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, real. Maybe real. Maybe real. Like, yeah. Again, it would depend entirely on the ritual. But yeah, maybe. What about it being actually a ghost? No. <laughs> <laughs> what has happened to us? <laughs> what has happened to us? <laughs> Bearing in mind, I have a few more of these Poltergeist episodes in me. We are so fun- yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah, it maybe, is a ghost. Maybe. Could, could be. <laughs> Cliffhanger. What has happened? We, we, we need to do an episode on us as, as a pod and how we've changed from being... Next discussion episode. Very non-sceptical. Almost berating sceptics. I swear we used to like really hate on sceptics. Be very open-minded. And now be. I just have no time for it. And I feel like... I just can't, It's not like I want to have no time for it. I just don't. But you know where that is, don't you? What? I feel like we all know why this is. It's because of fake news. That now we're at the point where it's like, no, shut that 
shit down now before it gets some stupid conspiracy theory about yeah. politicians being paedophiles in pizza parlours. Like, no, shut it down now. Conspiracy theories used to be fun. And now they are political weapons. Yeah, and now it's like people actually believe them. But that's why we don't like... focus on those conspiracy theories. We no. focus on the sort of stuff the X-Files used to do. Yeah, but even those... Yeah, but but some, but when you think about like um, uh, so got uh, my colleague, uh, someone in her family is a flat earther. Oh. And whenever they have like a family gathering, she's like, I just can't sit there. Like I don't, I cannot have a conversation with with him because it's just, I can't understand why this is something. Yeah, if you're stupid enough to think that, then I inherently. Like you're inherently stupid, and I can't find. Yeah. I don't want to like meet you on your terms about any other yeah. topic. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think it's. I don't think it's that we're skeptical because I think when it's people that we know or we know roughly, or even listeners that we have been with us for a long time, we it's it's maybe that we're. I don't know. Maybe that's just what. I mean, we're being skeptical, but of- we've. We've seen stuff that listeners have sent us on red stories, and we still have it in us to go. Oh fuck, that's creepy! Like, do you remember that exactly. footage the guy sent us? He worked in the supermarket, and the stuff was like moving off the shelves from the security camera. We were creeped out, yes. and we were mm. like, "That's yeah, yeah, really yeah. weird. What is the up the ghost or not? Like, what is that? What's causing that? That's cool. That still gets my juices yeah, going. That's true. We need more videos of this shit happening. That's what we need. We need we need from more of that those shows that they used to have on FX or something. <laughs> where... Strange but true. Yes, strange but true. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, strange but true. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> right. Okay. So yeah. So I don't know. That's that's the little a ghost. strange but questionable. A little primer on poltergeists. We've, um, like I said at the beginning, we have already spoken about some very famous cases. Um, so we talked briefly about Borley Rectory. Uh, I'll just do like a light recap of the Poltergeist cases we've talked about. Um, just like I've literally got bullet points on these here. So Borley Rectory, supposedly one of the most haunted houses in England. It burnt down eventually. The Warrens did some investigations there. The famous uh, ghost character of the nun originates from there, which spun off into a series of films, whatever it was. Uh, oh, Borley yeah. Rectory, that was that one. And wasn't there something about that with someone being like locked bricked up behind a wall or something weird like that. It was a while ago we did that I episode. Think, I, I think I have so. a, I think a so. slight recollection of someone being bricked up behind a wall, which is always a horrible thought. But we're gonna go we're gonna go soon, aren't we? Exactly, yeah. We'll go and see ourselves where it's burnt down. We'll walk all, along the ashes. Um I did actually watch the documentary about Paulie Rectory recently, which was quite interesting. Um with Reese Smith in it. Speaking about poltergeists and stuff, uh, and churches mm-hmm. and rectories. Um <laughs> Rectories aren't churches, are they? Um, what about Clop Hill? What, the asylum? No, no, Clop Hill Church. What's Clop Hill Church? Say, Bobby Beef, have you heard of those? No. I feel, like you've, I feel like I've heard you speak about this, and I feel like I've heard you speak about this on the show. St. Mary's Church in, Cl- in Clop Hill. It's like a very famous... Definitely Is this where all the stoners used to have go to? For sure. But um, it's, <laughs> it's apparently haunted apparently yeah. very haunted like aggressively haunted um, I remember you telling me about this maybe this is what we need, the kick up the arse we need we go there, we get haunted and we get our faith back maybe, maybe um, I'd be down for that 
Um, yeah, Klopp Hill. I am down a couple of times over the next few months, by the way. The church face. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting you, really? you're in Leeds now. I'm thinking, oh, it's yeah. so local for you guys, but it's actually not. No, it's local um, for beef. Uh, it's local even for beef, it's not even that local, to be fair. It's Flittick, near Flittick. No, and I'm going on my own. I'm not going on my own either. So yeah, no. I'll send you the recorder beef. You can do an outside exploration. No, thanks. Clop Hill, the the clerk, the the clutch, the church in Clop Hill is apparently built the wrong direction. It's built to the east or the west oh. or something like this, um, and it's an abandoned church. And I've heard stories of people pulling up, and like there was one where the handbrake was on, but apparently their car was like rolling back a little bit or something like oh, this. Oh, I like the sound of this. Because me and Rick investigated the Devil's Bridge, that haunted bridge in Hemel for an old episode. And I was about to say, oh yeah, when I'm down, I'll grab Rick and take him up to a clop hill. But I forgot that Rick now lives in Lancashire. So <laughs> he also moved away. <laughs> okay. Do you mean, is it St. Mary's Church in Clop Hill? Yeah, that's it. Near Bedford, between Bedford and Luton, apparently. It was desecrated in the 60s. Hmm. Oh, okay. Weird. That could be an episode. If, own, if so. we do do a discussion on the um, on our skept- on our scepticism, we should definitely get Rick on again, because he's obviously been on a similar well, journey. Well, I just recorded a um, simulation theory episode with him to try and do a topic which wasn't he wasn't totally sceptical of. Yeah. Because so far everyone we've done he's like I just I can't get rid of my scepticism and that one was one that like sort of captures imagination. It went up this week and um, it got a really positive response from listeners I think because Rick's juices are really flowing on that one. So amazing. But it, I think it's yeah yeah. No, sorry, go on, carry on. Well, so yeah okay so we'll, we'll say it now like uh, we'll do a discussion episode later this year on scepticism and it'll be like a, a self exploration of us and what's happened to us. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess I'm not. I'm not a skeptic, am I? Because I have a faith. Yeah, but we're talking about the the, the ghosties and ghoulies and this stuff. Okay, I'm if I believe well, you've got a different a different sort of entry point to us than beef already. It's already going to make for an interesting episode. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to this one. Let's get this one. Are we fucking planning where's future episodes? Where's Tisk gone? He's, Sorry. Just, he's checked out. My back's killing me. I need to have a straight back for a second. Yeah, fair enough. Bally Rectory, I, we covered that. With the other ones we covered, we did the Amityville Horror, which was Haunted House in New York. Uh, that was another Warren's investigation. It was the building where a man called Ronald DeFeo murdered his family. Wow. And then when the new residents moved in, uh, they claimed it being haunted. It was a really famous case. Me and Beef watched the Amityville Horror movie with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, oh, it was available. So good. <laughs> available on the uh, unwatchable bundle on Bandcamp, bobshoy.bandcamp.com it's very funny, very worth a watch I really enjoyed the two unwatchable episodes we recorded um, <laughs> so yeah, so the Amityville Horror, we talked about that that's a good case though, that was good because you had like two sides of it, you had the murder and then years later the haunting um, and then obviously Tizzy's favourite the Enfield Poltergeist um, in London, that was another case the Warrens got involved in, it was the Subject of The Conjuring 2, the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. We showed them pictures of the girl floating above her bed and the old, horrible old man's voice coming from her. Oh, and yeah. She was talking. Yeah, we played the clips of it. It was really horrible. Uh, that was suspected as being a hoax, but again, you can't, you can't prove it was a hoax. But it was an interesting case. 
So they're the ones we've covered already. And I think just for the last little section of this episode, I will run through a few like other real quick ones. And then in the future, we'll revisit this topic and we'll sort of go into some real meaty cases like those ones that we did for the Warrens. Yeah, sounds good. So first of all, I said, um, when do the Poltergeist cases date back to? And I said the first century. So what I have here is what is potentially the first report of a poltergeist. Really? And this is from Titus Flavius Josephus. Josephus? Born in Jerusalem, 37 AD. This is this is like famous theologian Flavius Josephus. So you know him, yeah. I thought I wondered if you would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it reminded me of like uh like Max uh, Maximus Aurelius. It's like Flavius Maximus. Or <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to say Maximus. Maximus Josephus. Yeah, Josephus. Yeah. So this man, born Joseph Ben uh, Matityahu, is what he was born as. Benjamin Netanyahu. <laughs> Joseph Sorry. Ben Matin Matinyahu Matityahu. Uh, so yeah, forget about him, Lynn. You'll never meet him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on, carry on. Oh, there it is. So in 94 AD, he witnessed an exorcism. Mm. Um, and in this ceremony, someone's exorcising an unclean spirit from someone. Um, and after the successful completion of the exorcism, he saw a bowl of water from across the other side of the room spontaneously lift up and overturn. Mm. That's it. That's the story. Um, he claims it was the spirit yeah. and a lot of people put this down as being, oh, this is the first instance of someone, of a, a, a ghost moving something, levitating something, what would be known as a poltergeist. Um, and this was reported in the book called The PK Zone by Pamela Ray Heath. Uh, she was the person who sort of wrote about this originally, but, um, yeah, so that's, that Flavius Josephus, that is what people consider this might be the first instance of what is describing a poltergeist. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, this is this is where I suppose, like, I'm probably, yeah, the the least sceptical because this mm-hmm. is very very close to sort of demonic um, possession yes. that I've seen, or you know, and I've explained things that you know, obviously years ago in in Mozambique. Um, and and here as well, I've seen it, you know, so it's quite similar. So it's not so far beyond my imagination. So that's, that's that a bowl what could I tip over. Yeah, I wonder. Um, it's not that extreme. It's just one bowl tipping over. But I knew this one might capture you, Beef, because it, it was almost like a cross-section of what we've talked about. Hmm. When you break it down, a poltergeist, all it is is a spirit, which could be whatever you interpret as being, that can move something. That's all it comes down to. Make noise yeah. or move something. So after this exorcism, yeah. this whatever was excised or whatever, tipped a bowl over the other side of the room. Okay, so you you could believe that, not necessarily believing in ghosts, not necessarily believing in whatever, but that is at the heart also what we're talking about here. Yeah, and you would you would easily connect the two. Like if you mm-hmm. were doing that and then at the same time something like... It's not like a bowl, like I say, falling off a table or so. If it turned over... That's yeah, it would feel quite definitive in the moment, and mm. you would maybe ham it up and and maybe think that they were connected and but yeah, this is where I suppose it's you know 
like when I say I may not believe in everything to do with poltergeists, it's more because we've obviously stretched and broadened what that means and what that looks like. And we've all seen films with poltergeists and we've all, Mm. it's been so kind of diluted by pop culture that when you say, yes, I believe in poltergeists, you, you sort of like, yeah, but what does that mean? So yeah, that's interesting that that's, um, like a really early example, or the most early example you said. Yes, the earliest one that I came across. Um, so what I did is I went on good old Wikipedia, and on Wikipedia <laughs> on the poltergeist page, there's a list of notable poltergeist cases, and they all linked mm. to different pages. And then I sort of went and did research of those different ones, uh, some for this episode, some just in the bag for future episodes. But this, uh, the one with Yosefus wasn't actually on that list. This is so I was like, there's got to be earlier ones because on the other research I did, I like I said, these date back to the first century, but none of these on the yeah. Wikipedia page dated back that far. So that's when I came across no. this one. It's like, it's the earliest one I could find. I really want an example of a, the earliest one. Um, so that's that. Um, and then another example I've got here is the opposite end. So this is poltergeist cases happening all the way back in the first century. And then this is happening right to now. So the newest case um, on the Wikipedia page for poltergeist was the Canetto de Coronia fires. Uh, And this was a case that went on from 2004 to 2005 in Sicily. Um, So this is uh, a series of unusual fires. Ooh. Hmm. That reminds me of um, the, do you remember when you did the, I'm sure it was the Strange Media episode, Bob, you talked about the Exorcist film and they had fires on the set, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's That's interesting. That's mad. So let me find, um, I've got, where's my fucking, I've got some notes on this, but I can't find them. Uh, okay, I can't find my notes for this, so I'll just paraphrase what it says on Wikipedia about it, because I've lost my own notes about it. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So, in 2004-2005, there was a series of unusual fires in Canetto de Coronia, Sicily. Uh, popular speculation ascribed the fires to various causes, including an unknown natural phenomenon, paranormal events, or secret military technology. An inquiry by a team of scientific experts in 2004 could not identify a plausible cause of the fires. A separate investigation by the Office of Prosecutor in 2008 was closed, stating that the fires were caused by arson. So um, there was public speculation about what was causing these fires all from years, between the years 2004-2005, and there was all sorts of speculation. Obviously, arson was one of them, but there was a lot of the locals saying this is demons, uh, some saying it was UFOs, some saying it was poltergeist. There's all sorts of paranormal answers um, going around as well. Hmm. In t- 2007, after some research, uh, someone proposed that it was possibly something to do with electromagnetism, but that didn't really right. get picked up on so much. Um, and in 2008, the prosecutor decided that it was arson, but no one in particular was named as the cause of it. So to put it all to bed, he said, yeah, this was an arson case, but there was no name for it. Um, and a lot of the locals still believed that this was a poltergeist thing. It was... Um, so uh, I've got here... Because some, when I say like small fires, sometimes it was just like a television. Mm, um, in 2003, right. Antoni, in Anto, uh, Antonio Pizzino's home on Via Mare, Pizzino's television reportedly exploded. Similar malfunctions reportedly affected fuse boxes, air conditioners, kitchen appliances, computers, car door locks, 
Uh, fires have said to also struck wedding presents, pieces of furniture. Um, at least one person was said to have observed an unplugged electrical table cable ignite while he was directly observing it. So just small fires happening all That's over the place. Wow. So interestingly, in 2014, the fires restarted. So nearly 10 years later. Really? And in 2015, a man named Giuseppe Pazzino, 26-year-old man, was arrested for arson. Um, and they also said that his father was involved in it as well. They What they did is the military police installed hidden cameras all over the place. And over that course, captured 40 separate incidents involving Pazzino. What, setting fire to things? Oh, my word. Excuse me. Yeah. That's, yeah, just repeated acts of arson from this guy. That's mad. And so that's because bonkers. that was in 2014, 2015, they're like, okay, so it was probably this guy or his dad who was also caught on, on some of these tapes that might be the cause of the fires 10 years previous. Right. That's so weird that they were just small, though. So some st- some still believe there's a paranormal bent to it. Some people are like, oh, because this guy was arrested for arson in the same village this many years later, he was probably the guy that did it before. But speculation's still in the air. Mm, that's crazy. That's is yeah. That's interesting. When yeah, when you said fires, I thought like you know much bigger than that. So that's interesting that they're just yeah. small. Yeah, just very small contained things. When I first read it, I was thinking like big, like the villagers on fire sort of thing, or someone's house. Yeah, but it's exactly. Items, objects, little little bits of fire. Uh, so very different. And um, what are we at recording-wise? I know we had some fighting around. I'll quickly do one more and then we'll wrap up. So the other one I'll do is the earliest one that was a notable one on Wikipedia. Um, So this is 1685, so not quite the first century. Mm. Um, And this is the Glen Loose Devil. Mm -hmm. The, The Glen Close Devil. The Glen Close Devil. So this was described by a Scottish mathematician named George Sinclair in his 1685 book, Satan's Invisible World Discovered. (laughs) Uh, But the actual incident occurred in October 1654. Uh, So a weaver named Gilbert Campbell, who lived in Glenluce, I nearly said going close. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sorry, my In Glenluce, was asked for money by a beggar named Alexander Agnew. He didn't give the beggar any money, and the beggar then swore harm on him and his family. Campbell then experienced strange phenomena at his home for the next two years. These included whistling noises, um, stones being thrown around, fabric being cut inside his home. He was a weaver, remember? So some of his fabric being cut, and also what he described as demonic voices inside his home. So yeah, it doesn't doesn't sound nice no uh many thought that it was him putting on a hoax but obviously he said i'm not putting on a hoax however um and there was no explanation to this it just happened for these two years and then stopped and that's all this case is known as the case of the glen loose devil um interestingly though as a side note agnew the beggar was actually quite well known he was known as the jock of broad scotland and he ended up being the first person in Scottish history to deny publicly the existence of God and was hanged for blasphemy on the 21st of May, 1656. Oh. 
So interesting little uh, addendum to that story of the Glenloose Devil. So he might have come back and haunted people. What was that? I don't know. Uh, mm, that's interesting. So he, so the case, um, yeah, the the years. Ah, so this is interesting. Actually, when I look at these years, maybe it was just him fucking with the other guy because yeah. the incident occurred in 1654 and these disturbances happened for two years and Agnew was hanged in 1656, two years later. So it's interesting uh-huh. that the incident stopped after he died. Mm. Yeah, that's odd. So it might just been it might just have been him hiding in the bushes, throwing stones and putting yeah. on horrible voices for the guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Trying to just freak him out. Maybe just being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the the case of the Glenloose devil anyway. Um and I, I researched loads more, but I knew I wouldn't get through them. I think that'll do us for tonight for an introduction mm. to poltergeists. Nice. Yeah. Just to wet our appetite. Just to uh, wet your appetite. Appetgeist. Mm, no, no it um, so like I said, I will I will revisit some of the bigger meteor cases. It won't be my next episode, but it will be like something I drop back to every now and then because in my research I did come across some pretty cool cases. So we'll, it'll be Sweet. interesting just to go through that. Plus, we also have all the poltergeist chapters of the Strange but True book to investigate <laughs> as well. Amazing! I'm gonna I'm gonna go find that. Um, that show now I, yeah I'm gonna go see, on, see if I can find it on YouTube I'm gonna do a bit of digging around to see if I can find that a clip from that episode of the Enfield Park guys that freaked me out when I was a kid and if I find it I'm gonna insert it in the episode here but then in December when he thought there could be no more surprises the most extraordinary episode of the case occurred it started to speak the voice phenomena started on December the 10th I remember that day all too well December the 10th 1977 I was sitting in the in the room with uh, in the lounge uh, with uh, Mrs. Hodgson and the children, and suddenly a dog barked in the room. Come on, my name's Morris. Let me hear you say it. Morris. <laughs> Even I was taken aback. You know? It really was quite a shock to listen to hear it. The following reconstruction is based right. on the tape recordings taken by Morris Gross at the time. Everyone very quiet very still where are you in the room at this moment on top of Janet why are you lying on Janet's bed why can't she feel you I'm invisible why First of all, I thought it was discarnate voice coming from out of the air, you know, from nowhere. Then I realised the voice was coming from Janet. I said, Janet, that voice is coming from you. She says, no, it's not. I said, all right, if it's not coming from you, where, it is, where is it coming from? She said, it's coming from behind me. Now, I want you to take a sip of this, but don't swallow it, all right? The investigators were mystified. Numerous tests were carried out on Janet to try to find the source of the sound. What is your name? My name's Bill. At one time, the voice is going in the room, and I'm talking to the room and asking him to show himself. He's saying, I can't. I'm dead. 
I said, don't worry about that. I've seen dead bodies. I've got no head and that type of thing. And it ended up calling me a four I get, go away. You're right, love. This won't hurt at all, I promise you that. Well, what's it for, Morris? Well, we need to find out where the voice is going. It seemed the mystery would be cleared up when the investigators borrowed a laryngograph from the University of London. It's a machine that closely monitors voice patterns. Is that on or And we found the voice was not made by the larynx, but by the false vocal fold, which is above the larynx here. And you only use it when you lose your voice and you talk like that. Right. Janet used to produce this voice for up to three hours at a time without even tell me any distress whatsoever. Well, you do that for a couple of minutes and you're in dead trouble with your throat. My name's Bill. Do you know that you're dead? Shut up. Yeah, there we go. That classic Strange But True episode. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, we've decided we're all sceptics. Um, something that we need to revisit for ourselves. We need, to, we need to dissect ourselves, I think. Tiss is right. Yeah. I wouldn't mind, like, an outside opinion as well of, like, someone who's oh, listening. Oh, we should try and, yeah, we should try and get, like, a psychiatrist or something. Someone who's listened to earlier episodes where we aren't so sceptical and then now and kind of like a mirror to ourselves kind of be like, well, you used to think this. Mm. I could, uh, yeah, I could uh, I could get my friend Rush to come on. She's just been accepted onto a doctorate um, to, yeah, um yeah, would, she's, like, would she be able to psychoanalyze us and, want, and find out why we've lost yeah. our spark? She'd give it a go. She'd give it a go. She'd probably pull our brains apart a little bit. And uh, yeah, she spends she spends most of like, her days at school doing this kind of stuff. I like she's, the sound of she's that. The sort of, she's the sort of person that you speak to and she's like, she'll tell you... Yeah, so like when you're talking to her, she'll always be like, "Yeah, but why do you think that?" Or like that, do you know? See what mm. I mean? That kind of questioning. Where and then after like half an hour, you like, I feel like a new person. I feel like I've yeah. just learned a bit about myself. Make us question um, ourselves. I like the sound of that. Have a word of her. Maybe we'll we'll sort that out for like the next series or something. That that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be good. Uh, talking of the next series, listeners. Um, I've mentioned briefly. You know, the show was delayed or whatever. I've come back from Scotland. I did some recording while I was over there, uh, walking around Loch Ness and all sorts and looking for the monster. Um, so what I'll do is in the break, I'll edit together all my clips from Scotland into some sort of episode and put in some bagpipe music and whatnot. <laughs> It'll be a fun little uh, holiday special that I'll some put in next objects. series somewhere. Some foreign objects in there, yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Guys, listener of the week, we've really balls this up, this series. The last episode we did, we completely forgot to even do Listener of the Week. <laughs> we, yeah. The first yeah, time we, we just did, forgot, yeah. we just didn't do it. And the episode Whoops. before that was the episode, was Weird News, and I showed you the picture of us crossing Abbey Road, drawn by a listener. Yeah. Yes. And we made him Listener of the Week. And then when I looked through my information, he's already been Listener of the Week. So we really well, pulled up. We gave it him twice. Well, well I mean... If you draw Maybe a picture of deserving. us, then that's deserving of no, it. No, we, we said early on, no one can have it twice. 
Unless they draw a picture. Oh, that's that's that the is, caveat that we forgot to mention. Great. At this rate, we might as well make Anthony Anderson listener of the week. Anthony never. Anderson's going to be fuming. Never. That was too rash. Never. It's never <laughs> happening. He is consistently well, never That must have been a while ago, listener though. of the week. What? That he was it never... Was, we was, say it every time. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll give a listener of the week for this week. Uh, Timothy Karinko lives near Pittsburgh, US... Recently got married, so congrats to you and Jen, and uh, shout out to your dog, Max. Congratulations. And he would like to say, go Steelers. That's a sports thing. Go Steelers. Yeah. Is that, um, that's a, yeah, don't know, tis, that's a good team. Tis say go Steelers. Tis, say it like, say it like you're a commentator. Say it like you haven't lost all your spark. The Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> Say say say, say the Steelers like. like like say the say go Steelers, go Steelers. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, go Steelers. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> we <got laughs> right, Timothy. I hope that was acceptable for you. Thanks, listener of the week. Listener of the week. Sorry, I, I just want to say big up listener to Anthony Anderson. He'll just never be Listener of the Week. Big up, but never. I think he's got another kid on the way as well. Still never. Still Correct. never. But so, yeah, I'm sure congratulations. Yeah. He also posted a picture of him in a Rob's t-shirt and his baby in a Weird Tales, a Rob's baby grow, which is amazing. <laughs> amazing. That is amazing. Still not worthy. Um, and he said he's got that baby grow for the new baby. Yeah, he's yeah. So there we go. <laughs> I mean, we, we know that if we get another, like, Abbey Road picture through, but it's been signed by, like, a pseudonym, that it could be Anthony Anderson just trying to get Listener of the Week. Doesn't count, though. We would never attribute it to his actual name. It's never going to happen. I feel like consist- consistently being not Listener of the Week is probably a bigger title than once being that's what he said he preferred not he prefers not being listener because he gets more mentions yeah so yeah timothy (laughs) listener of the week this time and i'm actually gonna give like a listener of the week for the one we missed so i'm gonna double bubble uh for the last episode which was the fearsome leaders one retroactively jennifer spearman listener of the week listener of the week She's a new listener. It's become a new favourite podcast of hers. She's been binging oh, for all the episodes. She sent us some pictures of her cat, uh, Luna. Uh, so hi, Jennifer, uh, retroactive listener of the week for the Fearsome Leaders episode. And hi to Luna, the cat. Thank you very much, Timothy and Jennifer. And you might notice I haven't been doing Pet of the Weeks this series. Um, I have. It's been hard to keep track of them. I get so many of these pictures and I was just like, oh, it's just another thing for me to do. So I thought, let's retire that and let's do a new one. Because we did Outfit of the Week, remember that one time? And that was quite fun. <laughs> um, right. Talking of Outfit of the Week, what are you guys wearing? I've got a t-shirt on and some trousers. <laughs> <laughs> so non-descriptive. <laughs> just clothes. I'm just... I've just got some clothes on. I've got a t-shirt from Killer Acid in America. Really cool clothing brand. <laughs> and I've got some Dickies hard-wearing trousers, which I wear for everything because they're just fucking tough. And just I've got some... Actually, I've got some Bob... Tradesman clothes. I've got some Bob Bob socks made by Volcom. Volcom, the mm. official uh, sponsor of Bobby Lee Shoyer in his uh, 20s. 
Oh, uh, they still are. Like their trousers are the trousers that fit me. I have. Oh, really? All my trousers are Volcom trousers. All my jeans are my trousers. I They're just like, remember they, you having fit for me. Volcom t-shirts and hoodie constantly. It was like that was the clothing brand you found. I- Actually, my well, one of my pairs of shoes is Volcom's right now, actually. No well. way. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Um, so, Beef, what are you wearing? Um, I'm basically in my, like, loungewear. This is what I do now. I get home from work and just put my loungewear on. So, just a standard, what's this, like a V-neck tee? Mm-hmm. Button-down V-neck tee, with, and it's red. And then I've got my um, Stormtrooper... They're like, I think, I think they must be, well, yeah, they're like episode seven Stormtrooper pyjama bottoms. They're like shorts. Mm. Uh, and they've got lots of Stormtroopers on, and then every now and then you get a Carlo Ren. Just lounging. Yeah, just, and they've got pockets as well, so they're really, I like, I don't, lots of my pyjama bottoms don't have pockets, and it winds me up. Mm-hmm. Like you have to like carry your phone under your chin or under your arm or I don't know. So yeah, and uh, and then just some black pants. I've got a long sleeve grey t-shirt jumper midway between, but it's way hotter in here now than when I started recording. So I've rolled up the sleeves. It's very ratty. Yeah. The sleeves are a bit ripped and stuff because it's one that I wear when I'm travelling a lot because it's a good weight and a pair of light grey shorts. There we go. Outfit of the week. Let's give it to Tiss for his hardware and Dickies trousers. <laughs> Nice. Anyway, I wasn't actually intending to bring out for the week back. I just thought it'd be funny at the moment. What I was going to propose <laughs> is next series. I thought about question of the week. So if a listener sent yeah. us a real quick fire question, just like, uh, what's your favorite type of pie? And then we can just give a real quick fire answer at the end of the episode. And maybe listeners can get to know okay. us better. So question of the week. I'd love that. Can I, can I do a question of the week this week? Yeah. Start us off. Um, have you okay. got any recommendations for good coffee? I've been drinking extract recently. Uh, but I know Bob, you're this is for me. A bit of a coffee aficionado. Have you got any coffee recommendations of the week? Well, I get all my coffee from North Star because I live opposite a roastery now. North Star, okay. Let's see. This. <laughs> North Star leads. And they're um, great. And um, you rate them higher than Extract. Um, North Star's my favourite. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But I just, because I live opposite, I just go over and buy all my coffee from there. <laughs> so they, yeah. they make a fortune out of me. <laughs> Extractor are also Bristol-based. That's why I get Extract so oh, easily. So, so we're just uh, representing our, our Just rep- repping that. But yeah, I might get some North Star. Well, when, when you guys come over, we'll go for breakfast over at North Star. And we'll get, they do amazing pastries, like the best pastries and uh, the best coffee. So Nice. I even took my brothers there and even they were like, this is this is banging and it, it's hard to please 18 year olds so boom <laughs> nice uh so yeah question of the week guys uh, is it my turn listeners no no just for listen this is for listeners now we're going really on tangents i thought we were <laughs> no, no, the episode like 20 to minutes answer ago this is question oh to answer this is question yeah if you want me <laughs> big shout out to esquires uh that's the local coffee shop ne- next to us it's the best takeaway coffee i've had it's really nice and uh yeah they're very kind they give <laughs> teacher discount so i get a 10 percent discount when i go in oh that's good yeah it's nice what kind of coffee do they use though oh, i don't know <laughs> don't care it's like 10 to 8 in the morning i just go in and ask for a latte on my way to work Nescafe usually go in wednesday thursday when i've got a bit more time i don't have to take joel to nursery so I just pop in and get and myself a coffee 
Amazing. Don't know. Out, out of interest, actually, I'll have a look. I'll find out. I will find out. Bob, Bob, what? what I'll find out where they get their beans from. What North Star are you repping? Is it what? Have you have you got like a, a brand, like a you know one of the types of coffee, or is it just any North Star coffee? What whatever they've got going on, it's always good. There's loads. There's loads on the website. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll just try whatever. Yeah. Cool. So there we go. Um, question of the week. So listeners, send us some questions, like real quick fire questions, like that Tiss's one coffee thing, like the one yeah. I gave an example. What sort of pies do you like? Um, I don't know any best holiday you ever had. Something like that. Just something that we can answer real quickly at the at the end of the show. I think it might be quite fun to try that out. Question of the week. So get them going on. We'll start doing that next series. Um, forgot it on FL. I've written notes here, and I don't know what that means. I don't know what forgot it on FL means, but doesn't matter the final thing is uh charity this month we normally announce this on the first episode of the series this uh, this series has been a nightmare so this is the last episode but i'll retroactively give our money i don't know if you guys had i think tis was going to think of something but he's probably forgotten so if he has forgotten i've got a backup i hadn't forgotten but i just can't think of one the problem i've got is that i have to go and look into it and research it and i know that you've probably already done that due diligence so i'll just hand it over to you i did it just in case you had it. If you want to do it for next time, feel free. I don't have the time for due diligence. I thought, seeing as we're recording this on Pride Month, uh, it might be good to give to uh, a Pride adjacent charity. Fuck mm. yeah! So I, um, so we got uh, the Kaleidoscope Trust. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Ka- the Kaleidoscope Trust. Tell us a little bit about them. Uh, UK-based charity working to uphold the human rights of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and trans people internationally. Uh, we believe that the rights of all people should be respected equally, regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity. Uh, and they do loads did. of really good projects all over the world, uh, based in the UK. So, seeing as we're recording this right at the end of Pride Month, I thought. Kaleidoscope great Trust shout. can take the charity money yeah, this lovely. time. Fuck yeah, that's a great shout. Perfect. That's a wicked shout. See, that would have been way better than anything I could have possibly <laughs> suggested. But I totally agree with all of those uh, those tenants. So yeah. yeah, let's do it. Cool, there we go. So there we go. Polar Guys, the official episode of Weird Tales for Pride Bump. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've been rambling. This has been a really fucking long recording session. Let's uh, wrap it up. It's the end of the series, everyone. We're having a month off now. We'll be back. We've Maybe we'll be analysing ourselves next time. Uh, we've also got my Scotland trip to talk about. Me and Rick have got something juicy in the bag. And uh, I'm sure me, Beef and Tissel pull some interesting stuff out as well. It's going to be a good one next time. Fuck yeah. So, yeah. Love you lots. Um, hope you've enjoyed this run of episodes. Oh, uh, super quickly, if you want to get in contact with those questions, the email is wtatupod at gmail.com or you can go to weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com and contact through there. There's links to everything else on there. You can find us on social media or whatever. If you enjoy this, you might enjoy some of my other podcasts. Go to bobshoy.com, B-O-B-S-H-O-Y.com. You can see the other shows I work on. You can support my time researching and editing this as well as those podcasts at patreon.com slash bobshoy. And you can buy bonus episodes at bobshoy.bandcamp.com. <gasps> Let's go. Another thing they should actually email in about is um, I don't know how to word this, but maybe they could email in with like you know you used to believe this, so oh you know, for the psychoanalyzing thing. Yeah, they they how, need tell us how we've changed because the, the the listeners have obviously listened a lot more freshly to this older stuff, yeah. and they've probably mm. got a uh, a picture in their mind of what we're like early on and Our what journey, we've changed yeah. into. So they're probably better. Than, than ourselves to analyse it. Oh, so definitely. If they could try and give us some sort of like insight into, well, 
I thought you were like this or I think you're like this. So it's funny that you think of yourself like this. That'd be great because then we can analyze ourselves even further. Great shout. So that, analyze us. Um, the, the third in the trilogy of the Robert De Niro series. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and send questions of the week to wtatupod at gmail.com or through the contact on weirdtestnetexplainable.com. Right, I'm going to bed. I've got a really early start tomorrow. We've been chatting on forever tonight. Yeah, I need another uh, way. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, all right, guys. <laughs> love you too, and I love all you listeners. Uh, thanks for listening. Love you, bye. Love you, everyone. Love thanks you, for coming. Bye, bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. See you later. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. We're gonna we're gonna right, record sorry, a pod back now. on on the weekend. We do the beer festival, even just the. Uh, we'll, just prob- we'll probably do a little bit of recording. It feels like a waste for us not to record something when we're actually all in the same room. We're just gonna be like absolutely off our fucking trolleys, recording <laughs> after the beer fest. Just like ah, we're all together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we won't use it. No, <laughs> no, it will just be in the vaults. You'll be dead! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.